Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. We are thankful this evening. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Lord, for mercy. We thank you, Father, for the opportunity you have given us tonight, Lord, to be here. Father, as we have come, we know that our lives will not be the same. Father, we never come in your presence and live the same. We pray, Lord, for impartation. We pray, Lord, that you give us wisdom. We pray, Lord, that our thinking will be changed. We pray, God, that our perception of you will change. We pray, God, that our perception of your church will change. In the name of Jesus. Lord, you are a faithful God. And we know, God, that that which we lay before you, you answer and you give us. Tonight, Lord, we ask that you give us of your spirit to speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap for Jesus? Amen. Wonderful. And you may be seated. Now, can you come forward? Come and sit here. No, no, come forward. Okay, I think, I think you're all good. Kofi, you can sit here. Okay. All right, good. Very good. And Sibali, come closer here so I can see you. Wonderful. Awesome. Hallelujah. Do you have a prepared heart to receive the word of God? Yes. Well, this evening, I want to share a very simple message with you. I want to share a very short message with you for a few minutes. Um, tonight, I want to share with you about the honor of building for God. Amen. The honor of building for God. Only Two people were excited about the topic, but um, that is what is on the table. That is what is on the menu, whether you are excited or not. That is what we are sharing. Isn't that so now? Yes. Are you excited now? Yes. Wonderful. The honor of building for God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It is an honor to build anything for God. It is an honor to be involved in anything that God is building. Hallelujah. Amen. It's something in the microphone that, is it okay? Can you hear me well? It is an honor to be involved in anything that God is doing. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, a lot of you are looking to God to receive certain things. 
you know, we are always asking to receive certain things from God. And we don't seem to care about what God is doing. You know, but if I am doing something and you seem to be interested in what I am doing and you need something from me, I think I will easily give to the one who is interested in what I'm doing. Isn't that so? If you are interested in what I am doing and you need something from me, I will give that thing to you. But oftentimes, we don't seem to be interested in what God is doing. But those of you who come for Tuesday service, those of you who attend midweek service, you seem to be mostly people who work in the house of God. You seem to be people who do things for God. Hallelujah. Now, Lighthouse Chapel International is a blessed church, one church that affords every church member, every single church member, the opportunity to do something for God. Hallelujah. The only thing that you have not done is that you have not availed yourself. But if you are available, if you avail yourself and you are willing, you will always find something to do in the church. Hallelujah. It is a church that involves everyone in what God is doing or gives everyone the opportunity to be involved in what God is building. Hallelujah. Now, building anything is a very difficult process. Building is a very difficult process. It is a very difficult task. And God is into building his church. I said God is into building his church. God is into establishing his church. Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. And the gates of hate will not stand against it or will not prevail against it. Hallelujah. It means nothing will stand or nothing will prevent me from building my church. Now, if someone has such a determination and you need something from that person, then join the person in this. He says, nothing will stand in my way in building my church. Then you want to join the person in building his church. You want to join the person in doing what he's doing. Hallelujah. God's church is very, very important to him. The church is very important to God. Hallelujah. The church is a place where God gathers his people. He gathers his people to teach them. He gathers his people to make his ways known to them. Hallelujah. So the church is very, very important to God. The church is the embassy of heaven. Hallelujah. If you go to any country and you are looking for the government, you are looking for a government that represents another country, you go to the country's embassy. Do you understand? If you go to Ghana and you are looking for the American, you are looking for the seat of the American government, you need anything from the American government, you have to go to the embassy. Do you understand? If you are here and you, you need something from the Ghana, or you need to go to Ghana, or you need any type of information, or you need anything from Ghana, or South America, or South Africa, or uh, Ethiopia, you have to go to their embassy. Isn't that so? You can't you can go to 
the White House and expect that you will get things pertaining to Ethiopia. You have to go to the embassy. Now, the same way, the church is God's embassy. If you are looking for God, you have to go to his church. Amen. If you want to hear from God, you have to go to his church. His church is very important to him. Hallelujah. The church is very important to him. There's a scripture in John chapter 2 and verse 13. See how important the church is. He said, and the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Next verse. And found in a temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changes of money sitting in the temple and around the temple. The next verse, it says, and when he had made a scourge of small cause, as soon as Jesus, you see, some of you, the way you treat the church, you have no idea. When Jesus sees you, he begins to make a scourge. You know, he begins to make a scourge. When, the way you are treating his church. When the moment he, see, he sees you, he begins to make a scourge and taking his belt and... He says, and when he had made a scotch of small calls, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changes money and overthrew the tables. You see, you have not seen Jesus this side before. We always have seen a gentle Jesus. But when it comes to his house, when it comes to the church, you will see another type of Jesus. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? you will see another type of Jesus. When he comes to his church, you realize that this man is a different man now. He's a different man. So he says he drove them, he threw the changes, the changes money. He threw everything. He didn't care that your money is mixed. So what? He said, I had $100 and then you put it together with, he didn't care. When he comes to his house. And overthrew the tables and said unto them, that sold that, take these things hence. Remove these things from here. Take these things out. Make not my father's house and house of merchandise. Hallelujah. Do not make God's house a place where you are going to find a husband. That is not the reason why God builds his house. That should not be in the back of your mind. I'm going to church because... You see, there are some people, they have lived all sorts of awful lives. Men who have slept with different kinds of women, done all kinds of things, and they know all the women, the, all the women that are around them, they are not proper. They realize that that's not the kind of woman that I... So let me go to the church to find a wife. He says, ask for these, my classmates, if I'm going to find a wife amongst them. That is not a place. You see, that should not be in the back of your mind that you are in the church because you are looking for a beloved. You are in the church because... Jesus said, take that thing hands. If that is why you came here, take it out. Take it out. Take it out. Amen. Oxygen beloveds. Without them, you can't live. Hey. I heard of oxygen beloveds. <laughs> you will die without them. Goodness. Amen. So he says, verse, the next verse, it says, 
And his disciples remembered that it was written. You see, it was written in the book of Isaiah. The disciples remembered that it was written, the zeal of thine house had eaten me up. He said, the zeal of thine house has eaten me up. I am consumed by the zeal, the zeal of your house. It has consumed me. The disciples said, ah, when the scripture talks about it, this is what it means. Beloved, when the scripture talks about this, this is what it means. That when Jesus sees certain things, he will drive them out. That is what it means. So when they saw that behavior, when they saw that side of Jesus, they said, ah, this is what is written in the scriptures. This is what is written in the scriptures. He doesn't joke with his house. This is what is written in the scriptures. Amen. They realized, oh, that is what. They remembered. When they saw the behavior, they linked it to the scripture. This is what it means. Hallelujah. This is what it means. Amen. You know, since God created man, he has always sought for a place that he will meet with man. He has always sought for a place where he can gather men and have a meeting with them and fellowship with them. Amen. Amen. You know, in the book of Genesis chapter 3, it says that God walked in the cool of the day concerning Adam and Eve. He, he wanted a place where he would meet with them. He created a garden. Do you understand? He created a garden, and in the garden, it's not that anywhere that just God shows up anywhere. He comes to a place and he meets with them. How do I know that? Because he came to that same place where he is always meeting them and he couldn't find them there. He came and he couldn't find them there. And he says, Adam, where are you? Where are you? You are, expecting to, you are expected to be here. So those of you who sometimes you have, uh, oh, I went to this church, and I went to that church, and I went to this church. God has a place where he has planted you. There is a garden where he has planted you. And in that garden, he will not meet you in the east side or the west side. He has a place where he will meet you. That is where he would expect you to be. That is where he would expect you. So he comes and says, Adam, where are you? Where are you? Sometimes there's some evil things that we are involved in that makes us not be in God's house. Sometimes you are involved in fornication. Sometimes your tithe, you are stealing the tithe. You, can't, you don't want to pay tithe. There are so many things that, you see, Adam said, I, have hidden my, I was hiding from you because he had had an encounter with the evil one. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. God is always, always serious about his house. Amen. Amen. And so anyone who is involved in building or building with God, that person becomes very important to God. Anyone who is involved in the building of God's church, you become very special to God. Hallelujah. And it is because you are helping him to build a place where he looks forward to meeting his people. And he looks forward to meeting his people. Hallelujah. I said God is very particular with his church. Amen. Amen. When he walked with the people of Israel, he was very particular with his church. Very particular with his house. Hallelujah. He's always seeking that his house be built. He's always seeking that there'll be a place 
called his temple, his church, where he will meet his people. And when we trivialize, when we are not taking that thing seriously, he's not happy with us. When we are turning that thing into something else, he's not happy with us. Hallelujah. Haggai chapter 1. Haggai. Haggai chapter 1. It says, in the second year of Darius, the king in the sixth, in the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai, the prophet, unto Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, These people say, The time is not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built. So they are saying that it's not time yet. It is time for my career. It is time for my degree. It is time for my marriage. Once I get married, I will join the choir. Once I finish school, you will see me. Reverend, once I'm done with school, you will see me. So they are saying that it is not time yet. Once I finish building my house in Ghana, you will see me. Once I finish nursing school, you will see me. Right now, I'm putting it on the side, and I'm just focusing on my career. You see, these people, these people say the time is not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built. What time is not come? The time that the Lord's house should be built. It's not come. This time is for our career. This time is for school. This time is for interviews. I'm going on interviews. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? You see, when we say these things, you see, we don't open our mouth to say it. But God sees. God knows that in your heart, you are focusing now on your career. That is why you are not so actively involved in the choir. I can't be so actively involved now. The way things are, I cannot be coming to church every Sunday. I can, the way things are, Tuesday services, you know, I, because I have to wake up early morning. No one wakes up earlier than I do. None of you. And no one lives further than I live. I'm telling you. Do you understand? You see, so you say, oh, you know, the, the, what I'm involved now, Reverend, you know, the things that I'm involved with now. You see, these people, this is what they are saying. That the time for the church, the time has not come to build yet. The next verse. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet. Next verse. Is it time for you? Oh, ye, to dwell in your sealed houses. You know, let's read from the NIV. Let's read from the NIV so that you, uh, you, come, you come along with me properly. Emmanuel, do you get the scriptures? Do you get what we are sharing? Go back to verse 1. Go back to verse 1. It says, in the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel. Governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. This is what they are saying. You see, none of you have, none of you have opened your mouth to, you will not say that. Do you understand? You have not said that. 
But God knows that the behavior, what you are doing, neglecting his house, I, I couldn't come, I can't come, this is the, because of this. The excuses that you are giving, this is what you are saying. This is not a time for weekday services. And Listen, the, the course that I'm taking, this is not the time for weekday services and... Um, you know, all night prayer meeting, wake up early morning. Do you know the causes? That, yeah, this is not the time for that. Next. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it time for you yourselves, you yourselves, to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? This is what God is asking. Is it time for you to, you and your, your family to be living in your paneled homes? Your paneled houses. Building your own houses. While the house of God is in ruin. Is it the time to build your career while the house of the Lord is in ruin? Is it the time to focus on your marriage while the house of the Lord is in ruin? You say, it's not the time yet. Now, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. He said, consider your ways. Give careful thoughts to your ways. You see, he didn't say give careful thoughts to what you are saying. Give careful, careful thoughts to your ways. Give careful thoughts to the things that are happening in your life right now. Give careful thoughts. Look at how your life is right now. Look at how things are going for you right now. Give careful thought. You have not thought about it. You see, you are focusing on your career. You are focusing on your marriage. You are focusing on other things. And you have left the house of God to be in ruin. He says, give careful thoughts. Look at your own lives now. The way the lives are. Look at your lives. Look at your lives. Is there, There's another version that should say, give careful thoughts to your lives. Isn't that so? That's another, he said, what version is this? This is the New Living Translation. He says, look at what is happening to you. Look at what is happening to you. I didn't write the Bible. Do not blame me. And I, I'm not cursing you. He says, because my house, because in your heart you have neglected my house and you have left my house to be in ruin. Give careful thoughts. Look at your own lives. Give careful thoughts to how your lives are. The next verse. It says, you have planted much but harvest little. You have worked very hard. You have worked so much but you don't have anything. Look at your bank account. Give careful thoughts to your bank accounts right now. Look at your bank account. Take your receipt from the ATM and look at it right now. You see, you have not given careful thoughts to your ways. Say, give careful thoughts to your ways. You look at your own lives. Look at your life. Amen. Look at your life. You have work, work, work. You don't have anything. You don't have anything. He says, you say, you have planted much, much, many hours working, working, but you don't have anything. You don't have anything. COVID is the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvest little. You have harvested little. He says, you eat, but are not satisfied. 
You, you see, give careful thought to your ways. Give careful thought to your ways. You go to the place, you go to the restaurant, you are looking for the one that is a dollar menu. That is where you can afford. Give careful, you see, and you work, you work, you work. You work. You can't even afford to buy a real meal. Dollar menu, give me one dollar for this, one dollar for that, and everything when we come together is three dollars plus tax. So you have your burger and your fries and your drink. Give careful thoughts to your ways. Give careful thoughts to your ways. Give careful thoughts to your ways. Am I preaching to somebody? Give careful thoughts to your ways. You go to you go to the fish market, fish store. You want the heads, the heads of the fish. That the heads of the fish. You know, there is a place. <laughs> <laughs> what a shock. Let me preach my preaching. And then we go home. There was a place in New Jersey that people used to go and buy goats. And then when they go, the people will kill the goat. You select what you want. They will kill it. And they will skin it. They will remove everything. And then they will cut them in pieces for you. This they did for many years. When we first came to this country, they were, this, they were doing for many years. And then when they finish, you know, they take all the things, the skin, the heads that they have killed, and they'll go and throw them and put them in the garbage. <laughs> they'll go and they'll put them in the garbage. And then they'll realize that when they throw them out, some people come. And then they go back and then they remove the head and the skin and, and the intestines that they have thrown. So the people were wondering what is going on? So they realized that this thing. <laughs> so they began selling the thing for them. And then people go and that is because now they are selling those things very cheap. That is what you go and buy. Give careful thoughts to you. You are in the land, a land of riches. But you cannot eat. You cannot eat and be satisfied. He says, give careful thoughts to your ways. You go and then you want the fish head. He says, I, I, all I want is a fish head. The real fish, I don't want it. I just want it. Why? Give careful thoughts to your ways. You work, but you can't afford to eat fish. You want fish head. So the fish head that they were throwing out, now they are selling them. Give careful thought to your ways. He says, you drink, but you are still thirsty. You drink, but you are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but cannot keep warm. What a shock. You know, you know there are real nice winter coats, do you know, that you just need to put your shirt and then put it on and you'll be warm. You don't need to put on a lot of things to... Keep you before because you can't afford a good winter coat. Give careful thoughts to your waist. There is a cashmere sweater. That you just cashmere sweater. Oh, brother. There's a cashmere. Have you heard that before? Some of you are asking, what is that? Because when you go to the store, you say, ah, sweater, sweater, and they are selling it for what what is in this? You don't know what is the value. You don't know. 
It's cashmere, cashmere sweater. You can just put that on alone, 100% cashmere. Give careful thoughts to your way. Don't they have that kind of stuff? It says, give careful thoughts to your ways. You wear layers, 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 layers from Conway. Conway. Conway sweater. Conway vest. Conway. Conway. Give careful thoughts. You see, examine your ways. Consider your ways. Give careful thoughts to your ways. Give careful thoughts to your ways. It says, your wages disappear as though you were putting them in packets filled with holes. How many of you have received your W-2 form at the end of the year? And when you look at it, you say, my wages have disappeared. Where did all this money go? You say, your wages, they disappear. As though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. That is how your account is. You say, I've been saving and saving, but I don't see anything. As if you are putting them in baskets of holes. Pockets of holes. Hallelujah. Next verse, he says, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies says. Look at what is happening to you. You look at what is happening to you. Look at what is happening to you. Now go up into the hills. Bring down timber and rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. Go and cut timber. Go and cut timber. He says, go up into the hills. It is difficult to build for God. You may have to go up the hills and cut timber from the hills and bring it down. It is not easy. It is not easy. But he says, you do that. You go and cut the timber and bring it and build my house. Rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure in it. And be honored, says the Lord. I will be honored, says the Lord. I will be honored, says the Lord. Tamir, it is an honor to build God's house. It is an honor to be involved in what God is building. It is an honor. He will take pleasure in what you are doing. He says, and I will take pleasure in it. And I will be honored, says the Lord. You hope for rich harvest, but they were, they were poor. And when you brought your harvest home, I blew it away. After you have worked and they have given you your paycheck, you say you have direct deposit, but there's nothing in your account. They are, they are putting it directly. You don't want to mess your, with your check. So you say, let them put it in my account directly. So Wednesday or Thursday, you are expecting, but he says, I blew it away. I blew it away. Why, 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 why is this happening to you? Because my house lies in ruins. Beloved, it is because the house of God lies in ruins. Says the Lord of heaven's army, while all of you are busy building your own fine houses. While all of you are busy building your own fine careers, building your own fine marriages, building and raising your own fine children, whilst you are all busy doing this, my house is left in ruins. Because of that, 
what you bring home, I blow it away. I blow it away. Now, do you understand the verse? Where are you sitting? You have changed your spot. Confuse me. Yeah. The next one, it says, it's because of you that the heavens withhold the dew and the earth produces no crops. Because of you. Because you have neglected the house of God, the heavens withhold the dew and the earth produces no crops. Because of you. God is holding the blessing. God is holding the blessing. Because you know you can sing, but you are not singing. You can, you can play an instrument, but you are not playing. You can call people, you can visit, but you are not doing. So he says the heavens, they are withholding the blessing. The heavens withhold the deal. The next verse. I have called for a drought on your fields and hills. A drought to wither the grain and grapes and olive trees and all your other crops. A drought to starve you and your livestock, and to ruin everything you have worked so hard to get. I am intending to ruin everything that you have worked so hard to get. Wow. wow. I said, God does not joke with his house. God does not joke with his house. The next verse, he says, Then Zerubbabel, son of Shatel, and Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of God's people, began to obey the message from the Lord their God. When they heard the words of the prophet Haggai, whom the Lord their God has sent, the people feared the Lord. The people feared the Lord. The people feared the Lord. I am hoping tonight that you fear the Lord and make a decision to be actively involved in building God's church. He says, then Zerubbabel, son of Shatel, and Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of the people began to obey the message. May you begin to obey the message. May you begin tonight to obey the message. To be a part of what God is doing. To build with God. Hallelujah. When they heard the words of the prophet Haggai, whom the Lord their God had sent, the people feared the Lord. The next verse. He said, then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave the people this message from the Lord. I am with you, says the Lord. I am with you. God will be with you once you make a decision to build. He says, I am with you. If you have made a decision to build, he says, I am with you. Because it is not easy to build. It is not easy. If God is not with you, you cannot build. So he says, I am with you, says the Lord. I am with you, says the Lord. So the Lord sparked the enthusiasm. Let's read the NIV. I like that scripture in the NIV. You see? It says, Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this message of the Lord to the people. I am with you, declares the Lord. Verse 14. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Shatel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people, they came and began to work on the house of the Lord Almighty, their God, when their spirits were stirred up in them. When the Lord stirred up their spirits, I said, you cannot build for God unless you have a stirred up spirit. May the Lord give you a stirred up spirit. 
a stirred up spirit that will make you build for God. May the Lord give you a stirred up spirit. Hallelujah. He said that he stirred up their spirits. And the whole remnant, that may the Lord stir up the, the entire church spirits. That every church member will have such a zeal, such a desire to want to build for God. Hallelujah. He said he stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel and Joshua. He stirred up. You cannot build for God. You cannot build for God if you don't have a stirred up heart. So he said he stirred up their hearts. And the next verse, he says, on the 24th day of the sixth month in the second year of King Darius. That is when this happened. And then the next chapter, he says, on the 21st day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Speak to Zerubbabel, son of Sheatel, governor of Judah, to Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people. Ask them, who of you is left? Who saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Does it not seem to you like nothing? But now, be strong. But now, be strong. But now, be strong. Now, be strong. It is not easy to build for God. You ought to be strong. He says, but now, be strong. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord, and work. Be strong and work. It is work. Tamir, it is work. Building the house of God is work. Things may come your way that will make you not want to build, but be strong. Challenges may come that will make you not want to. People will say certain things to you that will not make you want to build, but be strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But be strong. Amen. He says, be strong. Be strong. All you people of the land, declares the Lord. And work. For I am with you, declares the Lord. The Lord will be with you if you make your mind to build for him. He will be with you. I said he will be with you. He will be with you if you have a hard desire to build for him. He will be with you. He says be strong, for I am with you, declares the Lord. This is what I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt and my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. The spirit of the Lord will be with you. Do not fear. You cannot build if you do not have a stirred up spirit. Hallelujah. Because building, like I said, is not an easy. It's not an easy thing to build. Building anything is not easy. If you go to a construction site where they are building, if they are building any great building, they are building, they are putting up any great structure, you go to the construction site, you realize that it requires a lot of powerful machinery. If you go to a construction site, you realize it needs a lot of powerful, strong, heavy-duty machinery, heavy-duty machines. Your strength cannot build great structures. You need strong machinery. Hallelujah. Your strength will not be able to build. What is required of you at a construction site is your availability, 
You avail yourself. You come. You show yourself. You are ready. And when you come, the one who is building, the owner of the building, the one who is building, he will provide you with all the heavy machinery that you need to build. Hallelujah. So you see, in the morning, people are going to work on the construction site. All they have is their little bag in their bags. They don't even seem, sometimes when you see them on the train, they are sleeping. They don't even seem like they have strength to build a structure like that. They don't look like they can climb up high-rise buildings to do anything. But the owner of the building will provide you with tools and machinery that will take such a person to go up on a high-rise building to build. The owner, he will make sure that you have the necessary tools. You make sure that, you see, you go to that construction site, you realize that you need bulldozers. You need heavy tractors. You need cranes. You need strong, heavy-duty machinery to build. Because the task is hard. It's a very hard task. It's difficult work. Hallelujah. They will provide you with these things because of the task that you are going to face. Amen. You are going to face heavy concrete. You are going to face stones, big, big stones that need to be removed. Sometimes need to be crushed. You cannot crush it yourself. You need heavy machines to help you do this. Amen. Amen. You cannot crush it. Sometimes they are overwhelming. They are too much for you. But you need heavy. And the owner of the building, he will make sure that these machines are available for you to use. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you tonight? God will be with you. God will help you. Your ordinary cars, you realize that your, 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 your Lexus, nice, clean Lexus, it will not survive in a construction site. Your Toyota, it will not survive in a construction site. You need different kinds of machines, tractors, trucks, with different tires. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Your nice clothes will not survive in that place. Your nice hat that you wear Sunday mornings, they will not survive in that place. Amen. Hallelujah. So God also knows that building his church is also difficult. God knows that building his church is difficult. It is not an easy thing to build God's church. Hallelujah. God knows that building his church also involves fasting. It involves prayers. God knows that building his church involves visitations. He knows that it involves calling people. He knows that it involves waking up at dawn when you want to sleep. He knows that it involves these things. He knows that it involves going out and facing things that you are not prepared to face. God knows that doing this work is also difficult. Sometimes you call people and they are very rude to you. They are very rude. God knows that this is what, invo- what is involved in his work. People are rude. When you are organizing something and you want people to cook, you want people to do this in God's house, it is not easy. You ask this person to do this and they are insulting you in their heads and in their hearts. It is not easy. Salam, isn't that so? Sometimes you call people. You call people and they are rude. 
They are rude. They don't know. They don't know. They don't understand. They are very rude. So God knows, Kofi, that building his house is also very difficult. He knows that building his house, organizing people, doing things, fasting, praying, visitation, God knows that these things are also very difficult. So God knows, just as the construction center, he knows that you also need bulldozers. He knows that you also need tractors. He knows that you need heavy machinery. He knows that you need certain strong, strong backups to help you do the work. And the owner of this building, the one who is building here, he will also provide you with what you need. He said he will provide you with the spirit. So in the next book, the next book, that is what he was explaining. When he stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel and when he stirred up the spirit of Joshua, this is what he meant in Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6. He says, he says, look at it. He says, you cannot do this with your own strength. This work is difficult. This work involves certain things beyond your mind, beyond your own power. He says, then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. This is what God was saying to Zerubbabel. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Beloved, anyone that is involved in building the house of God, he will give you the bulldozer Holy Spirit. He will give you the tractor Holy Spirit. He will give you the spirit that bulldozes through things. He will give you the spirit that faces mountains. In the construction site, there are mountains. You cannot get through the mountain with your strength. You cannot get through the mountain with even your 4x4 four four that you think is very tough, that can survive mud. You can't. You need heavy-duty machinery. So he said, it's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. By my spirit. The next verse, verse 7, says, who are thou, oh great mountain? I don't know what stands in you when you are doing the work of God. I don't know what kind of people rise up to talk about you. I don't know what kind of people you call and they insult you. Who are thou, all these mountains? The spirit of God is in you. And they will become like level grounds. They will become like level grounds. Before the bulldozers, the mountains shall be leveled. I have seen places where they are building, and then when I look at the landscape, it doesn't look like anything can be built there. It doesn't look like you can put up any structure. There are hills, and there are mountains, there are valleys, and there's no way, but when the bulldozer comes, it levels everything. It puts everything together. And then by the time you realize, you see that a structure is arising from that place. He said, before the mountains... The rubber bell stands before the mountains and they are leveled because of the bulldozer spirit that God has given him. He said, God stirred up their spirit. God gave them a different spirit. Hallelujah. God gave them a different spirit. He says, Oh, great mountain, who are thou? Oh, great mountain, before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof. With shoutings, crying, grace, grace unto it. Amen. Blessing, blessing unto it. Amen. Hallelujah. To honor the Lord. The Lord will give you his spirit to build. I said God will give you his spirit to build for him. God will give you his spirit to build the choir. 
People who are rude, who come, they don't want to take instruction from you. There is a backing. There is a spirit that is behind you. There is a spirit, a bulldozer spirit, that even the rudeness of a chorister before you, that person will level. It is by the spirit. It is not by might. It is not by might. It is not by power. It is not by your strength. But before Zerubbabel, the mountain shall be leveled. The mountain shall be leveled. I said the mountain shall be leveled. That is why, you see, you don't even know how to play a, a bass guitar. You don't know how to play a keyboard. But before, before Zerubbabel, the keyboard will be leveled. If you want to, if you want to build it, if you want to sing. Oh, you say, I don't have a voice. I, don't, I, I cannot sing. I don't have a voice. But put your heart to it and you say, let my spirit be stirred up. See that mountains are leveled for you. Mountains will be leveled for you. Hallelujah. Am I preaching to somebody tonight? Mountains will be leveled for you. You say, I call the people, they don't want to respond. They don't want to do this. You give somebody assignment, you give them a duty, and have you called the people that I gave you? Have you done this and they are being rude? Oh, let your spirit be stirred up. I say, let your spirit be stirred up. Let your spirit be stirred up. All these people, they will be leveled. Before Zerubbabel, they will be like a plane. They will be like a plane. I said, God does not joke with his house. God does not joke with his house. It says, before Zerubbabel, they shall become like level ground. God will give you his Holy Spirit to accomplish this great task that he has given you. Hallelujah. He will give you his Holy Spirit to accomplish the great task that he has given you. He knows that you can't do it by your mind. He knows that the church, you can't do it. Listen, when I came to realize, and I came, you see, I used to go to bed with a lot of headaches concerning the house of God. But when I came to realize that it is not by my might, it is not by my power, it is not my strength, but it's by his spirit. He says, I will build my church. I will build my church. I will build my church. All I realized is that just avail yourself. Just avail yourself. When you just come, just come, just come at the construction center, just appear, he will give you the bulldozers. He will give you the construction material. He will give you the heavy hammer. Any nail, any nail, I don't care how strong the wood is, he will give you a hammer to nail that nail inside. He will give you a hammer to nail that nail inside. Just come, just avail yourself. He's just looking for your presence. Amen. He said, he stirred up the heart of the, the spirit of the remnant of the congregation. He stirred up their hearts. And they said, we will build. We will build. May your heart be stirred up. May your spirit be stirred up. May you make a decision to build with God. Hallelujah. He stirred up their hearts. And they said, we will build. We will build. He stirred up their hearts. John 16 and verse 7. John 16, verse 7. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. You know, this is Jesus with his people. Jesus with the disciples. And he says, it is expedient. It is proper for you. It is better for you that I go away. Because what you need right now is not me. What you need is not me. So it is expedient that I go away. 
He said, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. It is the comforter that you need. When you call people and they are insulting you, when you are asking people to do things and they are being rude to you, it is the comforter, the Holy Spirit that you need. So Jesus says, it is expedient that I go away. Because this building, you can't build it with your strength. You can't build it with your own emotions. You can't do anything by yourself. So it is expedient that I go away. For when I go, I will send, if I go not away, the comforter cannot come. Whilst I am with you, the comforter cannot come. But it's expedient that I go away. Hallelujah. Now you realize that um, the laying of the foundation at the construction site is the most difficult kind of work. Do you understand? Laying the foundation, digging. How many of you have seen a foundation laid before? You know, some of these high-rise buildings. How many of you have seen the foundation before? You know, sometimes you see them digging and digging and digging, and then you realize they have been there for a long time, but you don't see what they are doing. How many of you have seen that before? You're going to work, they are building. You are coming, they are building. Sometimes late night, they are still digging, doing things. Say, what are they doing there? But you see, what you see at the site, you see this heavy-duty machinery. You see all these heavy-duty machineries, but you don't see what they are doing. And what you do see is dust and dirty place, and the whole place is dead and dusty and dead. Sometimes they have to build some form of a fence around the place for protection. Isn't that so? And that is how it is with laying a foundation. Hallelujah. It is not the most attractive part of the work. Do you understand? It is not the most glorious part of the work. Laying the foundation, it is it's not the part that everyone sees and admires. Like I'm saying, sometimes they are covered the place. You can't even see what is happening there. You see people coming in and they're going out. Coming in and they're, but nothing is happening. And the people that are coming out, they, you don't even want to sit with them in a train. Isn't that so? It's not the most glorious. Hallelujah. It is therefore not surprising that when you are in that state, when you are building in that state, it is therefore not surprising that they need to give you all this heavy-duty machinery because you are digging. It is, you, have you seen one of those machines that they hold and they are digging down like that? It's a, called a jackhammer. Look at the name. Even when you hear the name, you realize that it is some power-duty Holy Spirit power that you need. Jackhammer. Amen. It's not the kind of hammer that you have at home. You cannot, the one that you put your pictures on the wall. Amen. It's not a type that you need. Amen. So you realize that all of this will be going on for a while, and after it has gone on for a while, they remove all the heavy-duty machinery from the place. They remove the bulldozers, they remove the tractors. They remove everything. And then you see the structure is just rising quickly. Within a short time period, you see the structure is just rising. Do you understand? Now, those of you who are involved in the work of God, 
Some of you are doing things underground that no one knows. Those of you who are fasting for the church, you are praying, you are standing in for the church, you are visiting people and nobody knows what is happening. You are calling people and people are insulting you, nobody knows. That kind of work, that kind of laying foundation, that kind of work, it requires the power of the Holy Spirit. Not surprisingly, when you are involved in that kind of work, involved in evangelism, involved in visitation, involved in prayer, involved in fasting, when you are involved in this kind of work, God gives you the power of the Holy Spirit. He gives you the power of the Holy Spirit. Because without that, you can And no one sees what you are doing. It is not the most glorious part of the work. It is not the, the one that people applaud and clap for you. No one sees. But he says, I am with you. Amen. He says, I am with you. Amen. And when they finish, you see, that is what, after you have done all the underground work, all the visitation, all the callings, why were you not in church? Why, oh, who are you to cast me that? They are not saying it to you, but they are saying it in their heart. It's a church by force. I will come when I want. Oh, we have not seen you in a while. When are you coming? I will come. Oh, are you coming next week? I said I will come. You see, all that no one is hearing, no one is on the phone, no one is hearing, and you are absorbing that. God is giving you the power of the Holy Spirit to continue on and to endure. Amen. To continue on and to endure. And so you see, when they, have, when they are done with this, they remove all these heavy-duty machinery. They don't need them in a construction site anymore. And so you see, your, your work, your work, it cannot be compared to the people who everything is laid and everything is nice and everyone is called and they are just coming on Sundays. They don't need the power. They don't need that heavy-duty machinery. They don't need that heavy-duty spirit. They don't need that. They just come. That is why they come when they want. They live when they want. They are not remaining. They are not staying. Because they don't need that heavy-duty machinery. But if you want that heavy-duty machinery, you have to go down. If you want the power of the Holy Spirit, you have to go down. Because after some time, they don't need them anymore. They remove all those machines from there. And so what you see there are nice people in heels, nice people in hats, nice people that come beautifully dressed, you see that people come, they paint the building nicely, they decorate. Those people come with glasses and they look at where to put the picture and then they have books that they write things in, put this here, they decide how to decorate furniture here, this, there. That is what they are doing. Light work. They don't need the heavy duty machinery. Amen. They don't need the heavy duty machinery. That is why you are so special to God. I said, that is why you are so special to God. Amen. Amen. You are people that are so special to God. Hallelujah. The other thing that you need at the construction site is you need protection. You need protection. You need hard hearts. Sunday heart with a bow on the side. It will not survive at the construction site. Amen. Amen. You, your heels will not survive at the construction site. You need boots with uh, metal toes in the front. You need heavy boots. You need special garments, heavy garments to protect you. God will give you protection as you are involved in his work. 
He will cover your hands as you are involved in his work. He will cover you. He will keep you. He will protect you as you are involved in the underground work, the work that no one sees, the work that nobody is seeing, the rehearsals that after everyone is done and they have gone home and they are all eating their meals, their dinner, at the right time, 6 p.m., they have to eat their dinner. You are still here rehearsing and they say you have to rehearse one more hour. We are staying and we are fasting and we are praying. God will give you divine covering. He will give you the hard heart that you need to survive. He will give you that special garment that you need. He will cover you. Psalm 3 and verse 3, look at that. He will be a shield to you. He will be your shield. He will cover you. He says, that, but thou, O God, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. May the Lord be the lifter up of your head. May the Lord give you divine protection. May the Lord give you divine covering as you are involved in his work. May he cover you. May he keep you. May he increase you. May he cause his face to shine upon you as you are involved in the dirty work in needing to build his house. Hallelujah. Amen. God will protect you. God will be a hard heart to you. He will be a hard heart to you. He will be a special garment that will clothe you. Hallelujah. I say he will be a special garment that will clothe you. The Bible says that he has inscribed you. He will inscribe you. Isaiah 49 and verse 16. He says he will engrave you in his palm because of what you are doing. He will engrave you. When God looks at his palm, may he see you now. Nowhere. When God looks at his palm, he will see you. Every day when God lifts up his palm, he will see you. He says, but, 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 he says, he will engrave you. Can you give us Isaiah 49 and verse 16, I believe. Isaiah 49 and 16. He says, behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hand. God will engrave you, engrave you. Your picture will be in the palm of God's hand. He says, I have engraven, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Your home will continually be before God. Amen. Hallelujah. I say your home will continually be watched by God. He will keep your house. He will keep your home. He will protect you. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord protect you as you do his work. May the Lord cause you as you are doing his work. May he honor you also. May the Lord lift you up. The honor of building God's church, the honor of building with God, may it come to you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you as you are building for him. May God be with you constantly. He says, I will be with you. May he constantly be in communication with you. God will visit you in your dreams and in your vision. He will constantly be in communication with you as you are involved in building. May you be honored. May you be honored. May you be honored in the name of Jesus. May you be honored in the name of Jesus. As you go underground to do the underground work, the work that men do not see, may the Lord who sees in secret, may he reward you. May the Lord reward you openly in the name of Jesus. May he inscribe you in his palms in the name of Jesus. May the Lord give you divine protection, divine covering. May the Lord give you divine provision. You will work and you will harvest plenty because you have been involved in the work of God. 
your basket shall be full because you have been involved. Your lives are changing. Tonight, I say your lives are changing. You will look with yourself and say, now I consider my ways and I see that my ways are proper. I see that my ways are good. May your ways be good before God. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. As you stand to your feet and let us bring the service to a close. Oh, Father, we are grateful and thankful. We are thankful to you tonight, oh God. We are thankful. Be grateful that God has involved you in building his church. Be thankful that you are involved in such great work of honor. Such great work of honor. He says, this work, it brings me pleasure. It gives me pleasure. When you set to build my house, when you set to build a church for me, when you set to build a house for me, it gives me honor. And I will be with you. And I will be with you. Father, we are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. We exalt you. We honor you, Lord. We magnify your name in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory and honor to you, O Jesus. Glory and honor to your name, O Lord. We are thankful to you tonight. We give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify you, O Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes. And all is away. We thank you, Jesus, that you have called us to be a part of this great ministry. You have called us, oh, Jesus, to be a part of what you are building. We are thankful, Jesus. We are thankful, oh, Lord, for calling us to be partakers of this glory, of this honor. Oh, Jesus. We shall live to see the latter days of your church. You say, who amongst you live to see the earlier glory of this house? Father, may the glory of your house come back. For we avail ourselves. We avail ourselves. We avail ourselves. Oh, yes. We avail ourselves. We avail ourselves. Yes. Through the waiting we are considering our ways tonight. He says, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. Look at your ways. Look at your life. He says, because you have left my house to be in ruins, I will also blow away what you bring home. But tonight, we come on board with a heart of repentance. Like Zerubbabel, may we have that spirit. A stand up spirit. A stand up spirit. A stand up spirit. A spirit to build. A spirit to join in what you are doing. A spirit to build. A spirit to build. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We are grateful and thankful, Lord. Change our lives. Transform our lives. Father, we have considered our ways. And we have seen, oh God, that as we have left your house in ruins, not much has happened to us. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. We will be a part of what you are building. We will be a part. Don't wake
Tonight, oh God, we come, oh God, with a heart full of repentance. We come, oh Lord, with a spirit that is ready to be stirred up. We come, oh God, we say, stir up our spirits. Stir up our spirits to build for you. Let it be a stirred up spirit. Let it be a spirit that is stirred up. A spirit that is ready to build for you. And we ask, oh God, Give us what it takes to build for you. Give us of your spirit. I pray, Lord, for everyone that is here tonight. Anoint them, oh God. Anoint our hands. Anoint our heads. Put on a special garment on us. Put on a special hat on us. Clothe us, oh God. Be our shield. Give us that ability to be a builder 
a builder of God's house, a builder of God's church. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise and we give you honor. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again. I will always offer you the opportunity. Maybe in your heart you feel very far from God. Maybe before man, everyone knows that you are in a church. But you know in your heart, you know before God, that you feel very far from God. Tonight, I want to give you the opportunity. This is the reason why God gave his only begotten son. This is the reason for his church. You are here tonight, you want to give your life to Christ. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here tonight like that? Do you want to give your life to Jesus? Is there anyone here like that? Is there anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me and say this with me and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I have sinned against you. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, wash me with your blood. Cleanse me. Forgive me of all my sins. Tonight, I welcome you into my heart. I welcome you into my life. Take control of my life. Lord Jesus, be my master. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seat? If this is a We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.